Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on the last episode, take a vacation from your business and live your bucket list now informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial, or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. For the next few weeks, the format is a little bit different as I recorded 10 podcasts in one day. I will be combining two recordings together for five episodes from that day. Because the amount of time for each was less than usual, I didn't read their bios during the recording. So let me give a little bit of information about my first guest now. Mary Scott, former producer owner of Make Believe TV LLC, is a successful filmmaker and video producer with extensive experience writing, producing, directing, and marketing documentary and corporate video. Now a consultant for Business Riff, she uses improv to improve businesses and help solve problems in unique and entertaining ways as a business concierge helping startups and solopreneurs get the one thing off their plate today. Now to my recording with Mary. So Mary, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Candy. It's so nice to be here. And I know we are going to have a lot of information that we're going to share just in the little bit of time that we have together. But before I get into questions that I have for you, I would love for you just to tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you became a resource wrangler. Okay. I was a videographer in New York. I was doing business to business videos. I did some documentary films that made money and one of them got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, and when nice. COVID hit, I was in St. Louis and discovered this amazing startup ecosystem and decided it was time to step out from behind the camera mm -hmm. and get paid for what I know rather than what I did. 
So okay. that's kind of where that came from. Also, I had been a startup. I had taken a lot of time and spent a lot of money just trying to find the resources I needed and where mm -hmm. I needed to go to actually build a business. And it wasn't easy. So I figured, you know, if I can save anybody else that pain, mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. I understand that too, because I'm similar in terms of, you know, my passion and kind of why I even have this podcast too, is really to get information yeah. to the entrepreneur so they can be successful and avoid pitfalls that many of us have gone through who've been in business too. So if we can share our expertise and what to do, what not to do, you know, then it will help them because a recent statistic I even saw that said out of the businesses that began because of COVID and people have been able to be at home, that after 18 months, 50% of them will have failed. And that is a yeah. horrible statistic to hear. And, you know, you've heard before, you know, like, a lot of businesses will fail within the first two years and then five years and then, you know, 10 mm -hmm. years, but to hear that 50% in 18 months. So I'm glad you're here today to really talk about to the entrepreneurs, what they can do to avoid those pitfalls. So Absolutely. I would love for you to talk about then what is the mistake that you have seen entrepreneurs making? Okay, I actually do a workshop on the top 10 mistakes entrepreneurs makes, particularly when they're starting out. And the topic is don't do this hey. <laughs> because you have to make mistakes. You have to learn from your mistakes, but don't <laughs> do the same stupid stuff that other people have done first. <laughs> so first one, you have to validate the idea. Mm. Do you actually have a product or service that is useful? Is it mm -hmm. solving a problem? What specific problem is it solving? And secondarily, are there people willing to pay you for it? Mm -hmm. So you have to validate the idea. You have to do a Google search to see if there's anything been done before. You need to talk to your friends and family to see if you're crazy. And then you need to screw up your courage and go present to an organization like One Million Cops, where you'd be talking to people who don't know you in mm -hmm. a sort of warm, fuzzy shark tank. Right, right. That's all. And so way to validate the idea yeah right so how would they go about I mean obviously asking friends and family right do you think this would be great you know but maybe someone doesn't even know an organization to go into ahead of time too you know so like what are the resources that they could look into to even find where to go to test their idea before they really start investing some of some of it also has to do with the second mistake which is uh, knowing what your market is Mm -hmm. And to be able to find your market, what you do is a Google search on the key phrases. What do you think people would be looking for that they would then find you? Mm -hmm. So you do a Google search on your key phrases like, you know, startup advice or mm -hmm. in my case, it would be startup advice or community resources for business, things like that, just to see what else is out there. And sometimes you'll find potential collaborators if not right. direct competitors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's a good place to start is a Google search. There's also a great organization that's mostly, that's available in just about every community. It's called the Small Business Development Center, the mm -hmm. SBDC. This is funded by the SBA. So it's free services 
as part of like the national way of doing economic development. You can go talk to a counselor at the SBDC and they will let you know gently whether or not you're crazy. Right. <laughs> and right. if you've got something, they will actually help you write the business plan. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend going to talk to them. Yeah, they're great because again, they're professionals who've been there, done that, you know, and they really want to help and, and coach as well. And also depending on the area that people are in, but score, I know is also great too. And that they'll have mentors and things like that to help, which I think is one thing people need to realize too, is having a mentor, right? If you're going to go into business, you know, you might think it's going to be easy, you know, or I, I know what I need to do to start a business, but there really are so many things that you don't know. And so having a mentor And even if it's someone in your industry, like they might be like, no, they're going to think I'm a competitor, right? But what would you say to someone who, you know, is thinking, well, I can't really go and find someone who's doing what I'm doing to help me because they're going to feel I'm just going to be stepping on toes. You always ask for advice, particularly (laughs) if you're looking for people to invest in your company. You don't ask for money. You ask for advice. I have this idea. What do you think? Where should I go with it? Who should I talk to? And particularly if you're going to talk to an older person, they they tend to be very generous. They tend to like to be able to share their knowledge with the younger people just because their own kids don't listen to them. So there's <laughs> you buy into that psychology, right? And find a mentor. And sometimes it's um sometimes you want peer mentors. So mm-hmm. look for founders groups. Look for maker spaces and um, places that if if your community has what they call a business incubator or an accelerator mm-hmm. or a co-working space, usually you can find additional folks who are just starting out and looking to have like the best of corporate culture so you can do collaboration right. and brainstorming, but you don't have the bureaucracy on top of you. That's what mm-hmm. I love about co-working spaces. I think it's true too. And if you're starting a business, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you might think that you've got, you know, check the boxes. I did this. I got my business license. Okay. I got this, but you know, maybe you need a DBA and you don't know that you, you know, can't operate under a name that's not your own unless you get a permit, you know? So I think really having some guidance, whoever that is, whether it's a business coach, someone who's in the industry, you know, again, going to the SBDC or score or someplace like that, because what happens for me too, in the financial realm too, people don't know what they were supposed to have done. And then they get those financial penalties because the government says you should have done X, Y, Z. Right. So, you know, I think just having those entrepreneurs be educated and realize you need to find out everything you need to do, because that is the costly mistake if you don't. Yes, I actually have a download of um, 10 steps to set up your business legally. That's Mm -hmm. a great place to start. The other thing is that the vast majority of people go into business because they know how to do something or they know how to to make something. They don't know business. Everybody in business needs an accountant, a lawyer, and a marketing person. Mm -hmm whether they're part-time volunteers or you actually hire them or they're co-founders because the, the marketing person is going to make you money. <laughs> right. The accountant right. is going to help you keep most of it. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer is going to stop people from taking it from you. 
That's a good way to put it. <laughs> That's so true. But they might say, okay, I'm just starting out. I don't have a lot of resources, like paying for an attorney, paying for the accountant, paying there for There are organizations you know, like Legal Shield. There's always mm -hmm. something. And particularly if you go to an SBDC, they'll tell you these things. Right, exactly. So what else do you see when someone is starting a business that you want to coach them on to make sure that they're aware you should be doing, you know, this step along your entrepreneurial journey. You need to be organized. So make sure that you have a CRM, a con contact management system mm -hmm. in place so that you can keep track of who you talk to about what. And when you're sending out email newsletters or who you're texting about whatever, or when you're going to be going to a networking event or something, mm -hmm. you need to be able to follow up and keep track of people. And until you establish your uh, brand, you are your brand. Mm -hmm. So you need to get out there and be known and um, have as many people as possible become raving fans because you provide Excellent customer service. Right. So for someone starting out then too, and they're thinking like, I have limited time. I do know I need to get my name out there, but I'm not sure like what is the best way for me to do that? Do I go to in-person events as things are starting to open up even more? You know, now people are finally going back to in-person networking events or do I focus time on social media? Like what would you suggest for somebody? It goes back to really knowing who your market is. So if your potential customers are hanging out on LinkedIn, then you need to spend an hour or so on LinkedIn every day, just mm -hmm. developing those. If your potential customers are shopping at a supermarket, you need to go figure out how to be there. Mm -hmm. So it's go to where your customers are. That's where your, your best networking is going to be. Secondarily, go to networking with people who have the same customers as you. Mm -hmm. So if you're, those will be the strategic alliances. It's almost always easier to talk wonderful things about somebody else than about you. Mm -hmm. So for example, the banker, the real estate agent, the banker can talk wonderful things about the real estate agent and the real estate agent can talk wonderful things about the banker. And they're both talking to people who are looking to buy houses. Right. So you find your, your same target market, but a different profession that's looking to tap into it. So right. Strategic alliances, as well as direct to customers, and then be realistic about your time. Um, mm -hmm. Don't go down rabbit holes with social media if it's not actually having a return on investment or ROI. Right. Right. Well, and things are changing all the time. People are saying you need to be on this platform and then that platform and then a new platform pops up. So it's really hard to know sometimes like which ones you should be on and right finding where your customer is. So if someone is like, okay, I, I do, I want to focus on two different platforms, but I'm not sure where my customers really are. Like, how would you help them figure that out? Do a test, do a test and track, keep, keep track of what your, what kind of people come back and talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, what's, what's actually getting more um, engagement and that's where Google Analytics can be useful. I know that um, LinkedIn and Facebook also have analytic 
access to some extent. Um, so yeah, I would I would do test your market and little mm -hmm. tests just to see and constantly, you know, engagement on social media often has to do with putting out a quiz or asking a question. Right. And it, it never hurts to ask potential customers, do you like this idea or mm -hmm. is there something else you want from me? So is there a place they can go, let's say they have a product, you know, and they're like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I should invest in this because I'm not sure if it's going to sell. Like, do they have a resource they can go to where they can test the market for them too? Because they've got, you know, maybe a huge mailing list that they could reach out to and say, hey, we're going to do this test, you know, come into this place and try this out. Um, doing a test like that, you know, we're giving away free samples to the first 25 that come in as long as you fill out the evaluation form. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those kinds of things can be useful. If you're thinking of doing um, like a franchise business or a multi-level marketing business, as opposed to something original with you, uh -huh. talk to other people who've done it. Make sure that you have a good idea just because the guy who's selling it is all hyper and excited. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean the guy who's trying to do it is having the same kind of success. So right. get references. That's mm -hmm. really important. Right. Well, and it's so true. I think we all have an idea of what our business is going to look like, right? Like, oh, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to get this many customers and I'm going to make this much money. And you know, then it happens where it's like things don't really work out the way that it should. So in terms of that, what would you tell someone to how to plan for their first year of business or the first two years, like what do they really need to be aware of that sometimes they didn't even anticipate, but they become problems? Yeah, be aware that your plan is just, it's a plan. It's <laughs> not a schedule to be followed. Things are fluid, things evolve. Sometimes there are market forces you have no control over. Anybody who started a business and COVID hit. Right. You know, be prepared to spin on a dime. Be prepared mm -hmm. to put stuff on hold rather than closing it all together. Um, and ask for help. Mm -hmm. It is important to know that you don't do this alone. Right. Nobody really successful has done it alone. So ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so true. I, I, I see that too, where a lot of times, again, going back to you don't know what you don't know, whether it's financial mistakes, marketing right. mistakes, you know, product mistakes, whatever it is. So really just having guidance, helping you through that. And again, you don't have to be the Lone Ranger. You're not the first one who's doing something and you're not going to be the last, but knowing that it's okay, ask for help. And you know, another thing, people don't know yeah. what occurs to me, people don't often talk about it. It really takes five to $10,000 of your own money to get started. Mm. Just be prepared for that. Right. Um, be prepared to actually spend five and have another five in the background just in case, because right. otherwise, if you're underfunded, mm -hmm. you might not be able to get the marketing you need. You might not be able to get the products you need. Something goes out and it was wrong and you've got to redo right. it. Um, these kinds of things happen. You have to be prepared for some worst case scenarios. Right. So, you know, don't go in feeling pessimistic. Be optimistic. Yes. But mm -hmm. be prepared that 
if you get some pushback, you need to be able to do something different from what you've been doing. Right. Yeah, that's very true. I think I tell people too, when they're going to plan what their budget may be or what they think their sales are going to be. I always say, great, like come up with what you think it's going to be, but then reduce your income because you may not sell as much as you think you are. And then increase your expenses because you probably didn't think of some expenses or something's going to happen and you're spending more than, you know, you had anticipated. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't happen, great, but you're still in a better financial position because you planned for it, you know, and you knew you were going to need so much capital. So that's one of my tips as well for those. Exactly. And people who are providing a service, particularly women, I often say, okay, whatever you're charging, double it and add 10%. Because mm -hmm. if you're not selling value rather than price, you're never going to make what you're worth. Right. That's very true. Well, this has been fun and interesting and very helpful for those who are starting out, but I know we're running short on time. So I want to ask if you have an offer that you would like to share with our listeners. I'd be happy to provide a link to the um, how to set up your business legally download. And um, for those of you who need to do more virtual networking, because I'm Mary Scott, I have the information, you go to maryscott.info and you'll find all kinds of links to virtual networking. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Do you have any other way you want people to connect with you, whether on social media or through a website? Um, Sure. On LinkedIn, I'm Mary Scott STL for St. Louis and I'm businessriff.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my show and sharing your expertise, helping the entrepreneurs who want to launch a business, you know, helping them avoid some of those typical mistakes. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been great, Candy. My next guest, Albert Corey, speaks on national business stages. He has two Amazon bestsellers, worked with great mentors like Grant Cardone, Bill Walsh, and Tony Robbins, just to name a few. He's been in business for almost 40 years and worked with almost 25,000 business owners, saving them $60 million. When not working, you can see him trading pins at Disney World. His program, Simple Profit Accelerators, is empowering business owners to increase the bottom line so they can change the world. Now to my interview with Albert. So Albert, I want to welcome you to my show today. Thank you, Ms. Candy. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, thank you for coming and taking the time out to share your expertise with listeners. Uh, but before I get to any questions that I have for you, I would love for you first to just tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you get into what you're doing? Well, how I got into the doing was, it's a funny story. Um, I come from a Lebanese family and I couldn't get a job. So working with my parents' motel um, until one day mom says you owe the IRS. I go, who? Oh. who's that? What's that? Mm -hmm. So then I took an H&R Block class to figure out why. And that was 105,000 returns later, serving mm -hmm. 25,000 business owners, saving them $60 million and building their businesses. And they say thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. so, so I know one of the um, questions that people have a lot of times is, I know I should protect my business and I want to incorporate and I'm thinking LLC or S Corp, or, you know, I'm thinking Delaware or Nevada, you know, all these different questions. So what would you tell someone regarding 
maybe the entities they might want to consider and where they might want to consider incorporating? What I would tell you is you want to be an S corp um, because you don't want to have partners. Everybody all over the internet, oh, doing LLC. But people don't understand a single member LLC goes on the schedule C. And I don't want nobody to know, you know, what I found out after serving 25,000 business owners is, is that you don't want, you don't want your business on your personal return because the IRS can audit you. Um, I can tell you horror stories of pre quarry that they had their business and somebody put like 60,000 business miles. Hello, Miss Candy, who put 60,000 miles on their car? Right, right. How about you? That's a ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. So, but literally speaking, if you put it on your corporation, just the way um, a sub S company works, that, that the way it works, there's no way a computer audit can find it because the way it is, it's on one sheet of paper and they mm-hmm. can't program it yet on one sheet of paper. Hmm. Okay. So in terms of, so we talked to sub chapter S, right? That's great. So, but we've also heard sometimes you should incorporate in a different state, even than your yes. own. Where Here, would you Here's recommend? my new thing on that. Rule number one, people say do Wyoming. No, because Wyoming is going to get you into trouble. I mean, what state are you in, Candy? Uh, my business is located in California. Okay, poor thing. California, <laughs> like, you know, you might as well get your credit card in here, Sacramento. Please take my money. Please, sir. Um, um, what I would tell you, my state, I know it's going to sound crazy. Wyoming is a no-no. I mean, Wyoming's good because it's all locked down private. But when you try to get a loan or something, Miss Candy, the, they want to go and check the state records to see that you're a live person. And right. Wyoming is super private. You can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um my state, I would tell you right now, is not because I live here, but I think Florida. Mm, um, okay. Only because Florida has zero income tax, zero income tax. Um, you know, it's no income tax. So whatever you make, you keep. You just make sure you pay online, pay on time. You just need a place to say that your home business there in the state, which is easy to do, and you're done. Mm-hmm. But what about states that say, okay, well, you've incorporated in another state. And even if you have a home there where you can say you at least are a resident at some point, you are generating revenue for, you know, the state that maybe they really are also located or in, you know, and that state's going to want something. Right. Worst case, like in California, you pay the Florida franchise tax of $800, um, but that's all, that's all Cali really wants is their 800, but you made the way I would look at it, but you made $80,000 mm-hmm. and you say you're in Florida, but you're in California. You know what I'm talking about? So, so I'd rather pay zero tax in Florida. No, I'm sorry. You'd have to pay the, if you're a corporation, 150 bucks, hundred and the LLC is 135. Okay. Or pay that 15% tax to California. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you be the judge. You save money in Florida, even though you're going to have to pay the franchise fee of eight hundred dollars. 
So, and from my understanding too, if you're operating a business in one state, but you've incorporated in another, sometimes you have to have like a foreign filing too, saying that you're operating as yeah, a foreign that's entity. Right. That, right. Mm-hmm. And you just paid a little fee. Um, right. And that really depends on the state because mm-hmm. if you're in California, California, Illinois, all the, all the Northeast states, you're going to get raped and California that I can think of real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's better off to pay the little franchise change. You know what I'm trying to say, Miss Candy? Right, pay the right. couple of, pay their little, yes, Mr. Sacramento. Yes, Albany. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Here's your little check. Bye. Mm-hmm. So obviously we, our topic today is talking about profitability. So in terms of a business that is maybe struggling uh, what would you recommend that they look at to see what they can change maybe to improve their profitability? Okay. One is make sure they pay all their stuff on time. Mm-hmm. Might want to look at the state that you incorporated to put more money in your pocket and learn a lot of what I call simple marketing systems to start getting more leads. Mm-hmm. I'm a very right. big, I, you know, um, I'm very big on 10 minute day a day marketing. Um, as you see right now, I come up with a bunch of simple ways, like what we're doing right now is the reverse podcast mm-hmm. with your, right? And I asked you for permission and what's it costing? Free. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So I came from a whole world of, I started with $10 in this game and I mm-hmm. built a global brand with clients in probably in, in 50 states, but we used to do about 35 states in one office in eight countries, eight to 10 right. countries who send stuff to me. So it's about building the global brand. See, once you become the global expert, you'll always be making money. Right. That's so true. And I think too, looking at profit, right? There's two ways that you can improve your profit, right? Increase your top line revenue and decrease those expenses that you have. So again, if someone is knows that they're struggling and says, well, I know I need to look at my numbers and I'm not sure where the problem lies. What would you do to guide them? Can I tell you? Um, I've literally over the years, I didn't talk my people do bookkeeping. We've now become by like literally forensic auditors. Mm. Literally by default, stop eating out. Sorry. Mm. Stop Uber Eats. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Take chunks. Pay your blank on time. Right. You put money in your pockets. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so true. And actually I, I, looking sorry, at I what they're spending you. on, right? Overall. Right. But that's an easy way to get your profit up, right, Miss Candy? Right. Pay your stuff on time. Don't pay late fees on your credit card. Um right. my first thing I ever put together about 10 years ago was IRS give you a paycheck. You know what? And people say, Well, how can you say that? Sure. If you pay your stuff on time, are you giving these people money? Answer is no, that's giving yourself a paycheck, correct? That's right. Well, and most of those penalties, you know, because we're in the bookkeeping and payroll industry too. And the day that you are late, it's usually a 10% penalty plus interest, right? I mean, there's the IRS payroll tax, if a couple of days late, then it's not the 10%. But in general, from what we've seen, it's usually a 10% penalty. So yeah, that's, that could be a huge hit. Right. And that's why I said IRS gives you a paycheck. That's right. increased your profit. That's exactly. part of my new program, Profit Activators, Accelerator. Mm-hmm. Pay on mm-hmm. time, 
you're going to put money in your pockets. Right. Exactly. I think another thing to suggest, obviously, too, is looking at those dues and subscriptions, right? Because sometimes people sign up for something that's a monthly fee and they just forget oh, yeah. all the different things that are being charged every month and what that cost really is. And no, not only that, but there's stuff that you don't use. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I can tell you, even in December, um, I ended up doing two things and I'm not using them anymore. So I just, boom, I cut it. And now I have $150 a month in my pocket right. that I just cut that I don't use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Easy and stuff. What would you say? Because I've also heard a statistic that says if you pay by credit card, you often spend 20 to 25% more than if you were paying cash. So if someone is struggling, would you recommend they actually start paying? I know people might think cash, you don't usually have cash easily so much right. anymore, but what would you recommend? That's another one of my profit activators. See, smart business people are going to get a credit card that pays. Um, I have a Bank of America card that I really kind of had the ding, 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 like three mm -hmm. years ago. It gives cash back. Mm -hmm. Not giving cruises. Not, you understand, though? So right. when I use my Bank of America card, it's putting money in my savings account. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I pay the bill most of the time on time. So I don't pay interest. Right. But at the same time, Candy, you're getting money. Mm -hmm. See, people are getting fooled. And I'll be telling you, my wife is kind of one of them. Oh, let's get a travel card. Because unless you travel a lot, get a, get a, get a credit card that's going to put money in your pocket every week. Because mm -hmm. the amount of money you're going to save, you can buy a ticket 10 times over. <laughs> right. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, sometimes there's just these little gimmicks that people will fall for like, oh yes, I need to have that, you know, or maybe it's a 0% card. And then after six months, all of a sudden it's like 13%. Right. And if here's they don't the pay trick. things off, yes. But here's the trick. I can tell you, I'll give you a good trick that I use all the time because I pay a lot of high-end programs. Citibank, I'll give you the clip of the day, the tip. Citibank gives you a credit card that gives you a year to pay at 0.01%. Mm. So guess what? I take the high-end classes. I then take the class. I then move it. I don't think I've ever used the that Citibank card, Miss Candy, at all. Mm -hmm. I, it, I've never swiped it. It's there. I take the big class, the big ticket, and then I run the money. You understand? I take the money and I run it back through uh, the Citibank card with interest-free. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Get a big ticket and don't pay. I mean, you still got to pay, but don't pay interest. Mm -hmm. Right. So it comes down to being more profitable is really monitoring what you're spending, making sure you're paying on time and not having excess fees. Yes. And making sure you're getting more leads that are paying. Start mm -hmm. working with quality people. Mm -hmm. you know, the better quality people you work with, the more you're going to get paid. Right. It works every time. And guess we you know what else happens, Miss Candy? The higher you move up, the less headaches you're gonna get. What mm -hmm. a and, and, and I could tell you that story in the office. Real quick, the simple story is in my office is is that I, I, all my tax people, we got eight of them, get paid on commission. Well, the people, the one who like likes the lower end, they driving her crazy. They don't drive me crazy anymore because I only deal with people with brains. People got business, people who love, not, you know, not love me. You don't know if I love me. They appreciate what you're doing. 
because right. the low-end people who want all those credits are going to drive the blank out of you. Mm-hmm. The high, right? If you got a tax office, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The classier people that don't bother you, know, right? I mean, they ask you questions, but they're not like nagging the you know what I mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Understood. Yep. Well, I do know that we are coming, you know, down to the time that we have available. So I would love, do you have a, another final tip you might want to share to help someone improve their, you know, the profitability? Um, sure. Make sure you're out. Um, make sure you're using business cards. Um, I have a bunch of low tech ways that I that works every way. So don't, if you want to build your business as a business owner, low tech is still there. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm coaching and preaching. And it works every day. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you the business card will still make you money all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, do you have an offer that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. If you text taxman to 26786, that's taxman, you're going to get my three simple profit accelerators that they don't want you to know about. Mm. Um, it's mm. the same ones that we've been doing, I've been using for like 40 years. Wow. Okay. Nice. And if anyone wants to connect with you besides sending you that text and getting your free offer, how will they find you? It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Go to acory.com. That's A-C-O-R-E-Y.com. It's a place that has everything Alberts, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, a little class I have, everything. You go to acory.com, has everything out. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much, Albert, for being a guest and sharing your insights so that the entrepreneur who's tuning in can start to apply them and improve their profitability. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for Candy for having me. And if you ever need anything, we're here. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found these topics interesting and that they answered some questions about mistakes startups make and simple profit accelerators. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Mary or Albert at any of the links they shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic get known as the undeniable authority in your field and steps you can take to boost your visibility. And remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You could also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.